Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for Wrestling Travel Podcast, episode 18, live on Facebook. And well, what a week it has been so far. The UK, well, England back under lockdown. It's bonfire night tonight and the US election rolls on. But I'm proud and honoured to have some fantastic guests with us today for this special episode. We've got, as always, the host of the lockdown sessions and wrestling travels, US representative Justin Clapper. We're also joined by SP3 from True Heel Heat. We've also got the mad dog Mike Angus, UK ring announcer. We've also got Stewie from Stew's Wrestling Podcast. And today we have got a special guest, independent star from the US who had been over to the UK previously and is due to come over next year, Franco Varga. Franco, I'll start with you. How are you doing today? Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome intro. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to get it out of the way. This is what I, I, I went to the UK for like two weeks and literally said it every day. Hello, governor. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, it's great to have you on there, Frank. I know you guys don't say that every day or even say that no. conversation, <laughs> which is why I love it. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And of course, we had Franco on our lockdown session recently on YouTube. There's a part one and part two. Make sure you check that out on our YouTube there, slash wrestling travel. But let's go around. Our other guest today, Justin, how are you doing over there in Wisconsin? How are things there, of course, with the election? With the election? Well, they <laughs> uh, they keep digging up votes, don't they, somewhere, somehow. It's just uh, it's just a sad state of affairs, no matter uh, which side, if you're red, if you're blue, uh, if you're green, if you're white. It's just, it's just kind of uh, – and uh, we talked about it off air. There's no, They're going to – even if they figure it out today, it's going to take weeks and months to people sue this and that. So it's just kind of, uh, at least we got wrestling. We certainly do. SP3, how are you over there in New York? I am doing well. Um, glad that it was decided pretty easily here in uh, New York, but being an American is pretty rough this week. But we have the escape of professional wrestling, and I have the escape of you fine gentlemen today, so I am very happy to be here. Wait, you weren't talking to Mad Dog, were you? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to everyone but you, Justin. Even oh, though, even, no. though, even though you're you're happy that you, you, you could watch AEW last night because they, they, they catered to your audience. <laughs> Justin's favorite there. And over here in the UK, Mad Dog, how are you there? In Merseyside, on lockdown, my friend. That's it, back in lockdown, Danny. So uh, having a great time, just uh, recovering from my surgery I had last week. So I'm feeling a lot better. Thank you very much for uh, giving me a shout out last week. And uh, obviously, I kept in contact in the uh, in the old comments. So it was nice to see uh, a few people getting participating in that and everything. So uh, it's uh, wonderful to see everybody, and uh, especially nice to see uh, Stewie here today. From Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Oh, great to, great to catch up with you as always. <laughs> always a pleasure, never a chore with you, my dog. You know that. You know that. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no, I'm great. I'm great, guys. 
Wonderful to see everyone. Fantastic to hear, and uh, glad your surgery went successful as well. You're back on the mend. And Stewie, how are you doing over there, my friend? Are you uh, are you doing all right? Very well, Danny. We're coming out of lockdown on Monday, but you poor bastards are going in for a month. So I was grilling <laughs> Drakeford when he did it to us separate. So two weeks isn't as bad as what you've got to put up with in the next month, like. Oh yeah, he was getting lambasted when we got put, put in for two weeks. But my whole ethos about Drakeford now is totally different. He actually made the right choice putting us in early. Just saying. Yeah, no, I didn't realise you were in the, in Wales actually there. But uh, looking you is all I can say coming out of that soon. Be happy. I'll be happy. Into the snow. Yeah, into the snow, yeah. my dog. I get the sled out. <laughs> piss the missus off. <laughs> How's the heating this week? Uh, it's actually on, and I've got this on. This is coming off in a bit. Like, I'm, I'm not even joking. It's on. I can hear it. I can hear the boiler. <laughs> Sorry, the wrestling show, and I'm going on about the boiler again. Sorry, <laughs> the boiler room bra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna hey, happen. Quick question here. Sorry to jump in. Is somebody typing? I've got an awful clicking noise. Unless your stitches are busting loose there, Angus. <laughs> not, not yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> it may be the sound here. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, okay. we'll work with that. But just before we begin scrolling across the bottom of our stream here on Facebook Live, of course, Wrestling Travels WrestleMania 2022 packages are available now. Release packages there. We've got a classic premium and vip but there are only a few spots left at this time head on over to wrestlingtravel.org for more information there but only a few spots left they have been very popular obviously of course people can put down a deposit today and have 14 months to pay off the final balance and the most of all it is certainly something to look forward to in the future once all of this craziness has passed of 2020 um but let's dive into the action. Seems we were discussing the UK, and obviously we're in, well, England in lockdown at this moment. Um, NXT UK, what a fantastic encounter. Volta and Dragunov on NXT UK. Fantastic. Two incredible performers, and what a match they put on there. SP3, I'll start with you on this one. What was your, uh, your take on that match? It was the best empty arena match that I've seen all year. Uh, I would say it's the WWE match of the year, the WWE TV match of the year. Uh, it's just a, such a hard-hitting, emotional contest. These guys have so much history from uh, you know fighting in Germany with WXW to fighting in progress in the UK and now coming to their biggest stage ever on the WWE Network on NXT UK. And this is the type of match that will get people more involved and more invested in NXT UK. Uh, I, I do credit, like a lot of analysts have said, it's the most brutal non-street fight or no disqualification match that they've ever seen in WWE. And I have to agree with them because when you see Dragonoff's body afterwards, just brutal, beaten, bruises all over. That is the type of image that you want after a professional wrestling match. That is very much old school professional wrestling and different from any other match that we've seen all year. So definitely a great match of the year candidate type of match. 
And Stewie, what about you, my friend? Did you uh, did you catch that awesome? Absolutely. We're not going to get into impact mode last week when I didn't have any answers for you. That match is Cornet approved as well. That's the first thing I'm going to take away. What a match! But Mr. Cornet approved that match, so it says it all, doesn't it? The man who's not in tune with modern wrestling, he, he liked it. So yeah, and they've done it for years before in independence in Europe. So it's called for the American audience to see it, you know. Superb, superb. I think Franco should get in there with Volta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, not the first time I've heard that, but uh, um, I'll just say I'm glad he signed and I'm not right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, gosh, I, I watched it and, you know, I think so not even the match itself. I think the, the entire structure of the show leading up to the match was brilliant. You know, they had all their high flyers and their, you know, some really good matches leading up to it. But if you look at the whole show leading up to that match, no one really, they kind of, they must've really agented and, and, and coached everyone to not do any of the stuff that you would see Walter and, and dragon off do. So it was, it was like, it, it stood out uniquely uh, especially on that brand where you normally see a lot of hard hitting on that brand. Um, that show leading up to that match was a lot of flying, a lot of things you don't normally see. So I thought that was a little interesting. Um, but uh, the match itself, my God, I mean, those those guys deserve the match of the year, I think, so far. Um, and you made a good point. It is a very good match, uh, especially with, with it being an empty arena. Uh, because you can normally hear the chops and the reactions, but when you hear the chop and that echo of that chop, it's like it really makes you appreciate um, just Walter's work. So, yeah, his body was was destroyed, and um, it's good for someone under contract to work that way and, and leave it there because there you don't have to work anywhere else for a week or so. So um, I don't see that happening on the independence. I don't think they went that hard from what I've seen them do before and on the independence. So um, you can definitely see they finally got the stage and the uh, the time to work and the, the, all things um, were aligned for that, you know, match to finally happen. I think that's probably the, their best one yet, those two working together. Oh, fantastic. And Mad Dog, what was your, your take on it? Because obviously we saw that match last year um, in progress wrestling. Did you, did you think they succeeded that match at all? You know what I thought? Um, I thought the match was brutal, and I thought it was great. Um, as you said, the empty arena, um, it, in a way, helped it on television. To, you know, to really emphasise the uh, the strikes and and stuff. Um, I found the um, when the match we saw in um, it was Progress '92 in Manchester, and um, those guys main evented, and the match, the, the crowd, right, really up for it. And they built it so well, the tension in the match and every strike was built up and everything. Uh, I, I think as much as this match was amazing, I think it would have been even better with a crowd. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to see that in the future on the, on the bigger stage because, um, you know, it's great that so many other people have had their eyes open to these guys who, um, you know, we've worked so hard around the world. And um, I, I just think that, yeah, I just think it deserves a, a crowd, that match. And although... They did a great job, and it's definitely match of the year contender so far. Um, I think with an audience as well, it just takes it to a next level. It would just be unforgettable. So, yeah, it's just a, a slight shame, but obviously they built it up so well, uh, you know, leading up to the show and everything. So, yeah, no, I think it's just great that they both did so well. And, um, and you know, it really puts NXT UK on the map, matches like that. So uh, that's what it's all about. So, 
Hey, Justin, did you, did you catch that one this week? I did. I did. I went out of my way to catch that one. It was nice uh, not to see 27 high spots in a row. It was nice ah. to see some old school wrestling, and it was nice. I, I've seen um, – how do you guys – you guys say Walter? Uh, Volta. Seen him, Volta. Seen him wrestle live, and his chops are devastating. So they were yeah. both given chops left and right. My only negative to this match is not coming from the guys themselves, but, man, did the NXT UK announcers, I know it's Alexander Wolf from Impact, uh, and who, I don't know who your other guy is, but I tell you what, it harps me back to the early 90s, Vince McMahon, when he was on commentary going, and he's going to pin him right here, what, no, he kicks out, and he's going to, and it's, Man, I was just—I was getting sick of it. I was—I mean, I think you meant Desmond Wolf, not Alexander Wolf. Wolf. Whatever his name is, what is his name? He doesn't—he's got a different name. He was uh, Nigel, Nigel McGinnis. Nigel, Nigel. Yeah, Nigel McGinnis. Is he Nigel again? I didn't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, Alexander Wolf is uh, yeah Desmond Wolf. SP3 always beating me in a trivia contest, whether we're having one or not. So I appreciate it. Oh yeah, no match was outstanding. Um. If you notice a uh, thing like I didn't, you know, neither of the two guys wearing uh, knee pads, elbow pads, or anything, um, and with the way they're throwing their body around there, just awesome, devastating shots. Um, dragging off, uh, just looking at the back of his neck, his traps were all torn up. Uh, great match, but uh, yeah, I was, I was happy. That's why I messaged you guys, like, hey, check this out. Uh, it's gonna be a good one, yeah. And like you said, uh, Stu Cornette liked it. Which and, is a um, that is a blessing if you get that man's approval, especially. Yeah. I love I love Cornet anyway. So <laughs> there's no bull, there's no bullshit with him. Kind of the guy I like. Just saying. So if anybody's watching and hasn't got a chance, uh, you can go right on the network, go to the, the latest uh, episode, and you can you can fast forward or start it right on that match, and it's worth taking a look at. I'd like to hear. In the comments, any of the um, anybody else, what they think that's watching this, and who's watching this? Randy Hogan, brother, just said hello to us. He's going to be a guest on the lockdown sessions next week. And uh, a guy from your side of the pond, Marty Jones, in there. Got to keep checking these comments, Danny. They're coming fast and furious. We got Thailand, we've got Florida, we've got. I mean. We've got whales. United Nations. Uniting Nations. Yeah. Bring it Mark Jones is an absolute uh, world of sport legend, guys. He um, has the Squared Circle uh, Training Academy in the UK. And um, one of his one of his students is a real prospect. Jack Griffiths worked with us at um, Britannia Pro Wrestling. He was the uh, first ever Alpha Gen champion there. And... Uh, you know, Marty is, is showing them guys the right way to work and they're, uh, there's a real crop of young talent still to come from the UK in the next uh, few years. I'll tell you that for nothing. Well, let's get Marty Jones on the lockdown sessions then. You've been challenged, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> challenged, wow. Um, this Saturday, fellas, we've got AEW Full Gear. Very highly anticipated indeed. What a fantastic card and set there. Um, 
I mean, I've not read too much. Is, is it true that Sting is going to be knocking around for full gear? Is that true? It's a rumor that's going around that uh, Sting, because he's got his merchandise pulled right. from WWE and his contract is up, but it hasn't come from any like reliable sources that it's like a a report or anything like that. It's just a rumor among fans, really. Okay, okay, so not too much there. Too, I think it'd be quite cool if he uh, if he did show up because they've been sort of doing a few little four horsemen sort of style bits, haven't they? And it'd be. Uh, It'd be quite interesting to see how he interacted with that that sort of aspect of the business and the history. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised because the company's actually hinted that Darby Allen, they've they've done like some comparisons um, on air to Sting. So if they're allowed to start saying the word Sting on air, I'm pretty sure they're talking to him. So I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, it's certainly another uh, point to. uh get people to watch indeed. But I mean, the card is stacked from top to bottom. And uh, Stewie, I noticed you've got your AEW hoodie on there. What are you looking forward to the most at full gear? It's got to be, it's got to be the IQ match, but I'm also looking forward to Omega and Page. You know, we talked about it last week. But yeah, the IQ match, the build was the build was good with the uh, last promos where they came in together. Obviously, Eddie Kingston alluding to the fact about his mother not having any children, being on the road for 18 years. That was a cool, cool way of doing it. And nose to nose, which was pretty cool. They had his back to him. You know, you're waiting for Moxley to do something, but it was, it was cool how they, how they did that. Great, great build for the for Saturday. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, Omega and Page too, can't wait for that. That's been building and building for months, hasn't it? So it'd be cool to see who comes out on top as number one contender too. And uh, the return of Pat as well from Dynamite. That was that was cool. Enjoyed the uh, promo vignette for him. Can't wait to see him back. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, good old Pack at the forefront too. Awesome. Yeah, some exciting things happening. And Mad Dog, what are you looking forward to the most this weekend at Full Gear? Yeah, just to what Jimmy just said as well. That Pack, I thought that segment was great, and then. Um... You know, he was uh, working with us over at TNT um, earlier in the year and last year, and he was absolutely uh, astonishing. Just such a, a great wrestler. And um, similarly, Eddie Kingston as well. The promos and the way that the match is built between him and Moxley uh, it has been really a masterpiece, the way they've built that up and the uh, and the storyline they're telling there. And uh, I'll be interested to see how, how the uh, how the payout is with, the, with those matches. And... Um, you know, I've looked right through the whole card. There's, um, I feel like FTR Young Bucks was a bit neglected leading up towards the show, but then this week it picked up with that, um, you know, the promo package and the storyline picked up as well. And I think uh, that does a that you know they could have a match on a couple of pay per views and you know really build a series of matches between those guys and uh, and really tell a story as well. And I think you know it, it deserves it. The, the talent they've got there. Um, the card itself is absolutely stacked. Looking at it, there's so much going on there. Uh, I'm just really excited to watch it and see what happens. Um, Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara's been built for quite a while as well. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Hardy does. He's been not, not wrestled for a little while, as far as I can see. So um, I think uh, that's another interesting one. Sammy Guevara looked absolutely brilliant on AEW um, Dynamite this week. He was uh, looking really good. So we're uh, excited to see what he does. And uh, someone who's really impressed me over the last uh, couple of episodes has been Wardlow as well. He was someone I wasn't that, that aware of, but he's really uh, 
stood out the last couple of weeks and been, uh, you know, looked like a top talent. So, yeah, exciting prospect. Awesome. And Franco, what have you got your eyes on at Full Gear this weekend? You know, uh, I'm very, very biased, but uh, the homeboy, Brian Cage, someone I've wrestled multiple times, uh, whatever he's doing, I'm into it. So uh, you just can't you can't look like a human action figure and not be the star of the show. So whatever Brian's doing, uh, I would definitely look out for Brian Cage. He's going to be a huge star, um, mega star in the future, I think, especially for that company. Um, of course, then pairing him with Taz and all that, that's just, you know, more more uh more form for, to work with um i don't know i think the matt hardy stuff i definitely want to see matt hardy kind of come back from i guess i guess that head injury um and then yeah like you said the young bucks have kind of been just thrown uh into it felt kind of rushed to me uh for it to be on a pay-per-view level kind of thing and uh of course chris, chris jericho whatever jericho's doing uh i'm always been a you know fan and, and of his and everything he's done is pretty damn good so uh it's stacked it's very 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 stacked um i don't think anything i don't think anything else is on pay-per-view or remotely on pay-per-view this weekend because of it so it's a very stacked show and the the stink thing that'd be that'd be the icing on the cake for everybody the, the whole stink thing if that's a real thing no fantastic and justin martin has accepted your lockdown challenge there so you'll have uh him as a guest in the future so fantastic news there but so what's your what are you looking forward to the most at full gear well you guys questioned me on challenging him look at the challenge was laid out and we've got a lockdown guest so i accept your apology danny um what am i looking forward to i'm looking forward to so much um just announced on the what are they calling the pre-show but it's going to be serena yes so what has happened here Sorry, I, I just um, switched you on my phone to see what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to Serena defending the NWA title on the pre-show against Allison K. I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's awesome. I love the way the NWA and AEW is helping pull them up a little bit and give them some stuff. I'm looking forward to um eddie kingston and moxley to see how are they going to uh, you know they've got that angle where somebody has to say i quit so how do we get out of that because i don't know who is going to say i quit unless we do the uh, old mick foley and the rock thing where we got it recorded somewhere i'm also looking forward to who is darby allen taking on cody, cody Rhodes. cody Rhodes. that was news flash so looks like he's got his his last name back so We'll see if it's Cody Rhodes this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. And you know what? As much as I would like to see Sting in the in a new uh, thing, I don't know. You know, Sting has come out and said he's he's not. You know, he's retired. I don't know if he comes out in a manager role. I just don't. You know, hopefully he doesn't really. Because um, I the WWE. You know, all they have to do is kind of resign, and he can do some type of legends contract. But I gotta say. If they were able to get Sting, they'd get an old guy like my eyeballs back on them. And you know what I'm looking forward to? More classic rock being in the AEW. I was such a fan of the Cinderella vignette last night that I'm 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 starting to turn. So yeah, it's gonna be a great card. Looking forward to it. And last but not least, SP3. What are you looking forward to? 
I I think this is probably one of the best cards in professional wrestling for 2020. And that says a lot from a company who I feel had the best pay-per-view so far of 2020 with AEW Revolution in uh, February. But I think this card is just stacked from top to bottom. Cody versus Darby is going to be great. I really feel like it is the time to pull the trigger on Darby Allen because he can truly be a star for the company. I, I got to piggyback off what Stewie said. Uh, the segment between Kingston and Moxley was one of the best promo segments of the entire year. Just the, the passion, the conviction. It was actually like a real argument between the two guys because they're like talking over each other and then they add a stipulation of they couldn't get physical or they would lose the match completely. It just added to the tension of the entire segment. There was There's never been a more intense promo segment that I've seen all year and or a couple of years, honestly. So I'm really looking forward to a matchup that four weeks ago we saw a clean finish to. So this is probably one of the best built uh, AEW world title matches that I have ever seen. But the number one match I'm looking forward to, I, I wore my, my Hangman Page shirt today. So it's got to be Hangman and Kenny Omega. It is without without question the greatest build up to any AEW matchup in its history in a short history these two were tag team partners uh and they were a tag team that was kind of just thrown together people argued and complained about oh two singles guys winning the tag team titles but they became one of the best tag teams in professional wrestling and then built from there and built up to this big time matchup Kenny Omega's new personality with this new cleaner gimmick just being very overconfident and hangman page kind of being like on his last his last string he just needs to win here or all he has left is his cup of whiskey so it's just a great storytelling is multi-layered and those sit-down interviews just added to it and like justin said the cinderella video package was just it was chef kiss. It was just perfect. It was just, just it told the great story without you not, not seeing the last couple of months of AEW. You just had to watch that four minute promo segment and you're like, okay, now I'm intrigued by this, by this whole, uh, this whole feud. But I also agree with uh, Mad Dog, FTR and Young Bucks, their build has not been what it should have been, but they really put some juice behind it on this last episode. And I think these guys are going to tear it up and have one of the best tag team matches of 2020. Yeah, we're all certainly excited for full gear this weekend, which is, of course, available for fans outside of the US on Fight TV. There is currently a competition running on our Twitter and Instagram where you can win a code to watch that this weekend. Of course, if you are outside of the US, sorry, SP3, sorry, Franco, sorry, Justin, we can't, uh, can't give you the code, unfortunately, but uh, anyway. But you're allowed out your houses. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, certainly could watch that this weekend. And another big piece of news that came out uh, of last night is Cody getting the Rhodes name back, um, moving forward. Um, obviously, very proud he is to get that uh, back. I'm not entirely sure what the hold up was. Was was it WWE at the the? The rights to that name is it okay? So they've managed to do uh, yeah. yeah, they had the trademark to the Rhodes name, and it was kind of like a 
okay, I'll give up this if you give up that for Cody because he sent in a trademark for Slamboree, which was the old WCW pay-per-view, as well as the match beyond to use for their war games, their blood and guts type of matchup. And he gave those trademarks up. So WWE, in exchange for that, gave up the Rhodes name. So I'm very happy that he finally got his name back. He was like he was like a slave to the WWE, holding on to, to the last bit of... Uh, that that name so it's it's a happy moment for him in his career yeah no agree on it indeed and can't wait for him to use that uh to see that name again on the graphic when he comes out for his uh for his next match in d but speaking of aw i don't know if you all saw another competition that wrestling travel are running in partnership with wrestling trader we are giving away a little bit of the bubbly a chris Bubbly. Um, the competition is currently running on our Twitter and Instagram, um, where you can see the rules, how you enter there. Um, again, it is only available for UK and Ireland fans, I'm afraid. Um, what, what's this about? I'm sorry, but... Uh, we can't catch a break. Oh, this, this is getting ridiculous. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, make sure you get your... Uh, entry into that that will be announced next week on the podcast we've announced that we're going to pick the winner on the podcast next week um, and of course a big thank you to wrestling trader based in the uk for uh, joining up with us to do the giveaway and make sure you check out wrestling trader as well lots of wrestling um toys and merchandise on there of course with the lead up to christmas the perfect time to get uh, things ordered indeed with wrestling trader um but guys i want to take us to monday night and monday night raw that in the last few days it's been reported that it drew its lowest third hour viewership in history um of course some of the things going on outside of wrestling at this time but i didn't catch raw this week but i sort of watched the the top 10 moments on on youtube and i, I just really I was just a bit like, oh, what's going on? I mean, what was your take, SP3? What was, what was your take on Raw this week? Did it, it's a bit of a miss for me. This is the most unsurprising news of the week for me because when they advertised Drew McIntyre versus The Miz and Morrison as their big-time main event for Monday Night Raw, a handicap matchup, I was just like, hmm. Okay, yeah, this is this third hour is gonna bomb, and there was nothing much else to that whole third hour. I mean, you had Retribution attack Ricochet and Tucker, who got stripped of any type of charisma and personality from his gear, uh, just wearing his old his old tights when he was Tucker Knight, even though they stripped him of his last name, like his name was Cody Rhodes. So it's it's just it was just not not very surprising that this third hour has suffered as well as it did. And like uh, Mac David said, three hours is just way too much, and it's hard for people to stick around, especially when Monday Night Football is on and you're getting ready for the election. There was just more better things to watch on Monday. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and what is your, what was your take, Franco? Obviously, with that, and uh, obviously the three-hour Roy. I, I, I don't do it anymore, to be honest. I don't watch the whole thing anymore. No, I've I've always been strongly against the three hours. I think it's more of a, of a greed thing. Um, you know, you get a strong two hours, you get your advertising money, and you should get out when when people are happy. Uh, three hours, even at a live show, is this is too it's too much. Um, but uh, that third hour, you know, we've seen some magical stuff happen in that third hour, sometimes very rarely. 
But uh, you got to remember in a country that was very distracted with what was about to happen the next day, um, no one, I, I think even Monday Night Football struggled. Um, there was no one was thinking about anything but the election. Um, so it was I wouldn't be surprised that um, maybe even next Monday would would bomb the second and third hour just because this thing is dragging on for so long and it's become the the forefront of everything. So uh, it's just an unfortunate time for WWE where um, they have so much competition. We're already in a niche market as it is where we haven't drawn anything more than a million on Mondays since the Attitude Era, right? So like um, for them to to not even do it a 1.0 those those first two hours and then drastically bad that last hour, um, it makes you start to think as the network, do we want to continue to pay for, for three hours of this? Maybe we should, you know, cut back to two hours. But um, I know that the company WWE itself was would never on their own ask to drop the hour because they bring in a lot of money that way. More more TV, more advertising, more, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like, what do you put on that third hour that doesn't water down the entire product? Like you said, uh, Miz and Morrison, <laughs> great talents and stuff, but uh, not your megastars, not anything that you're going to sit through three hours and, and you know, sit there and wait. You know, you don't you lost Cena, you no no more Rock, no more Hogan. So, like, what do you put on that third hour? What, what are you going to make me? What are you going to announce to me that first five minutes of the show that makes me want to wait to that third hour? You have nothing right now. Yeah, and Stewie, what was your take on this week's Raw for you? You know, obviously having Miz Morrison going up against him, it's totally diminished Miz having that briefcase. You know what I mean? Being in a two-on-one against Drew. It, it's just absolutely crazy to me putting them, you know, him, him with um, Morrison. I just didn't understand it, but I scammed through a lot of it, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. I did fast-forward through quite a fair, fair bit of it. It's too long, too prolonged. What's up, Justin? You're shaking your head there. Mad dog. What's he doing down there? Stewie fast forward in the show. I, I thought it had some hidden gems in this week, to be fair. There was uh, there was some big misses, definitely, but there, there were some positives for me because I actually liked the way they were building the title with having Randy Orton with that target on his back. I, I liked the way they're saying, that, you know, he's coming after him, he's coming after him. You know, the fiend could be a threat. Alexis is there involved, you know, and um, Miz could just cash in at any time. He did cash in on Raw and it got cancelled out, you know. So it's nice that there is a bit, a few more people sort of going for the championship all at the same time. Uh, and also you've got that story where he is actually going to be facing Roman Reigns, isn't he, at the pay-per-view that they're building towards. So I think that's the problem, though. I, I agree with you. The show-long narrative with Orton becoming the prey, going from predator to prey, is really good. I like that Drew, The Fiend, and The Miz is all after him. But it's not building to anything at the pay-per-view. So it's like you're, yeah. you're basically just going to have this long, drawn-out uh, chase of all these people chasing Orton, but we don't know when the payoff is going to be because of this and to the one night of the year that brands go go against each other, even though last week we saw Raw versus SmackDown, like literally last week on SmackDown. So, yeah, that was what I was going to say as well. One of the negatives, sort of, is the is the build towards getting that team all together. And I, I thought it was really sketchy what they did to try and get Braun Strowman into the team, whereby they had him face two guys who were already in the team who qualified. Uh, and even AJ Styles himself said on commentary that I'm sure he said something like, this is stupid that we're even doing this. <laughs> Which is just like, if they, they know what they're doing and they're still doing it. It's like, 
And that, but that match as well, though, there were some big high spots in that in that particular triple threat match. Um, Keith Lee hit uh, hit like a plancher at one point and hit, hit his head on the ring as he did it, and it was uh, you know they were really put, putting it on the line, and uh, you know you can't say they're not making any efforts out there. They're really uh, they're going for it when they can, and uh, it's just it's not their fault they're lumbered with like certain stories that they have to follow through, I find. So uh, there were definitely good bits and bad bits. Um, Bobby Lashley was uh, quite an interesting one where R-Truth came out thinking he was going to face face the water boy, Bobby Boucher. But it turned out it was uh, turned out it was actually Bobby Lashley. And then Lashley not only beat him, but then uh, ended up costing him his 24-7 title as well, which, uh, you know, was quite an interesting uh thing to do and i do think that 24 7 that had so much potential you know i always loved the old hardcore championship and the 24 7 for me had so much potential but it just fell into the same routine every week you know of somebody running around like um it's become a bit pantomime you know with people running around chasing each other and then somebody's won it and someone wins it back i'd like to see that get a bit of substance and actually you know have a last match you know have a a falls count anywhere match around you know go into the Mississippi River, if you want, you know, but do, you know, entertain me, you know, and tell me a story with that title, you know, that's what it's there for, you know, don't just say, oh, he's ran after him and he's pinned him and he's, oh, look, his referee's dressed as a cameraman, you know, it's a bit cliche now, isn't it? Let's do something different and, you know, you've got that three hours of TV, let's fill them and do something exciting for the fans as well, you know, it's not just, uh, doesn't have to be the same, same every week. Yeah, you know, and something the the hardcore title didn't have that the twenty four seven title has is social media, right? So like, yeah, you might not plan for it, um, you know, for Raw and SmackDown, it could exclusively be the title that's always popping up on social media, because uh, there's there's so much travel, there's so much stuff that you know you know the wrestlers have to do, that should be what maybe drives uh, your social media and getting people to watch um is that title i mean i just i think the title itself is so underutilized and um it being on our truth is like the perfect person but i just think that if we imagine we, we if we had social media back when we were doing those uh hardcore titles and scramble matches and all that it would have been great with the guys they had back then it would have gone viral for sure wouldn't it yeah yeah and- huge. And that was what they were doing when they first introduced the title, when they had like R-Truth, Jinder Mahal, Drake Maverick involved in it. But that was like the month they actually cared about the 24-7 title. That's right. that's my that's my main issue with WWE. It seems like they only care about things for a certain amount of time. And it's like a month tops. Raw Underground, Retribution, the 24-7 title. It's just a long list. It's different superstars like Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, or should I say Riddle? Uh, like it's right. they only care about people for a certain amount of time, and that's my biggest issue with WWE. Or when it's time to resign them too, you you see yeah. a, a big resurgence and stuff, and it's just try to keep them happy so they resign, and then it's back to the dumps, you know. So yeah, it's just for everyone that I know that's there on the contract, it doesn't seem like the greatest time, <laughs> which I I spoke to <laughs> on the on the uh, the lockdown session. So, um. Gosh, that twenty four seven title would be so awesome just to be popping up on like um, social media, like sports uh, networks, like, like ESPN and stuff, just randomly. I mean, they could be doing; they have the connections to do it. I don't understand why they don't. Even the Instagram live thing they do, like the bump and things like that. If they just showed up and end up somebody getting an interview on that, and he's got the title with him, then he gets a pin on that. You know, oh, suddenly everyone's yeah. going to watch that show that week. On that, they might not necessarily watch or 
you know, backstage or anything. They've got so many options they could use. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's so many ways. Like, they're so huge on like using outside draws, like uh, the non wrestlers, to help them draw WrestleMania. Well, uh, imagine Ellen DeGeneres as 24 7 title holder for like 30 minutes, you know, like. Like put these guys on these shows that are that are bigger than wrestling and have these celebrities um, roll them up and pin them and look at that like it's just more eyes on your product through this title that you never really care about or even don't even book on the show itself, but you you know it might be not as legitimate or whatever, but it's it's more eyes on your product ultimately. Have the Rock take it. The Rock can pop back for one show. Take that. The next thing it's on Jumanji. You know. <laughs> They, they come to see Rock on a movie set, and he rolls them up, and and uh, now he's on a movie set as a twenty four seven title. Like it's just insane. Yeah, there's so and, and they've had opportunities because Rob Gronkowski was the twenty four seven champion when he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what did they do? Instead of doing it on the like the practice squad, they could have had our truth show up there. No, he shows up in his backyard and takes the title away from him, and we never see Rob Gronkowski again. Yeah, uh, it's just like I said, it's. We can Monday morning quarterback it as much as we want, but we also got to remember, like, because they have thousands of people working there. So it's like, here, take this phone. You're in charge. Make it entertaining. Yep. Go. You know, like that. You don't even have to manage that anymore. It'll it'll be fine. Give them five to six guys that are not doing much on Raw or SmackDown, and just create its own thing. The most memorable thing for me that they've actually done with it was when our truth was in the uh, in the storage locker on the plane. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. You know that, and that put it on the map for me. But then, you know, it's just I think they're just missing a trick of it. You know, so I'd like to see more more done with it. As you said, so. yeah. yeah. Definitely, Justin. What was your take on this past week's rule, my friend? Well, not to take up a whole bunch more time on it, but. You know, I would like to see leave them wanting more. I would like to be left wanting more if they went into two hours and go, man, I want more. I can't wait to lead it into the next show, the next Raw, the pay-per-view. Or, man, I can't wait to see what they do um, on SmackDown or NXT. They have, just to echo everything that you guys are saying, they have enough professional wrestling talent in that building that they could creatively start listening to some of the um some of the vets uh some of the up and coming there's gotta there's ideas floating around there you know i'm not stupid i've been in a locker room there's they're gonna, on a pole. Of, they're gonna have plenty of people with uh great ideas and why not try it especially if your viewership is going down why why are we not not um the biggest thing when i show professional wrestling lately within the last five years or so uh, to friends who maybe are not fans is when everything is scripted so much that the, the guys can't even go off script to the way that the crowd reacts. They have to stick right to the, to the writer thing. And it, it, it looks bad. Now I think is the time to go, Hey, it's 2020. It's a crazy year. Anyway, let's, let's start taking some ideas from our own guys. Let's, Let's try to go with some stuff old school, not written, but booked. Let's try it. Let's see what I mean. It cannot be any worse than um, Raw Underground. Um, and look at it. I would watch it even if I didn't like it just for something new. Let's see what happens. Let's see if they mess up. 
you know, some different angles. But like you said, to put to book these guys into corners like this where it's uh like you say, Morrison and Miz and Stewie, you're right about the, the briefcase losing its thing. And I'm, I'm shaking my head like this when you're talking, not because I disagree with you, but because I'm going, yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. It's just, You've got every resource in professional wrestling available to you. Different. Use, use your noggin. Use your noggin, isn't it, when you're writing these things, but they don't, and they change things. Your noggin. Well, <laughs> You know they um, they finally had something fresh and new with that briefcase, and they took it away from us. Uh, yeah. The uh, the first tag team championship cash in, we almost we were anticipating that, like, oh, it's the first one, great, this is gonna be awesome. They took it away, like, let's kick us in the nuts already, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's a shame. Obviously, what's the, what is uh, what just happened with the briefcase there, indeed. Um, but again, like you say, Raw potentially going to be up against it next week, um, leading into uh, Survivor Series, which is going to be the 30-year celebration of The Undertaker, uh, which should be fantastic. Um, but, I mean, in terms of the card that's currently being built at the minute, do you, you know, Raw versus SmackDown, to me, doesn't have its appeal as it used to do. I mean, it's not... It's not something Survivor Series into that I'm really interested in. SP3, what, what what do you think? I think that this whole Raw versus SmackDown thing was nice in 2016. It was still interesting when they came up with something new in 2017. 2018, you had the Becky Lynch uh, segment, which was the segment that made her a star. But since then, last year... They had the NXT element, which added something to it. But this year, going right back to Raw versus SmackDown, there's just nothing there. Like, we just had a draft. Why is it that the entire Team Raw was not on Monday Night Raw in August? Keith Lee was in NXT. Sheamus, uh, Braun Strowman, and AJ Styles were on SmackDown. Over on SmackDown, Kevin Owens was on Raw. So it's like, why do these people care about, I wear a red shirt. I wear a blue shirt. That's why I care. Why does AJ Styles care that he's the team captain? What the hell does a Survivor Series team captain get? Why does he care so much about being the team captain? It's just all these generic things that we have gotten used to with Survivor Series that just have no interest to it. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's very hollow everything that they're doing with the entire Survivor Series build. And it's it's like derailing a lot of interesting storylines. That's why I had to say with Mad Dog, the whole Randy Orton and WWE title scene, it feels the freshest that it's been since this whole Drew and Randy feud uh, started. The Drew and Randy feud was very interesting going into Survivor Series, but I think they stretched it on too long with Randy in the chase mode. I think Randy should have won the title earlier because right now this is the most interesting that it's been because you got the Fiend going after him, Drew wants his rematch, Miz has money in the bank, but we're not building towards Survivor Series because he has to verse Roman Reigns, who's the biggest heel in the company. So who am I supposed to root for? Am I supposed to root for Randy Orton, who kicked all my favorites in the head? Or am I supposed to root for Roman Reigns, who's picking on his little cousin? Like, it's like, who am I supposed to root for there? 
why do I care about Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn? I love Sami Zayn as a character, but am I really supposed to root for this guy that handcuffed Jeff Hardy's earlobe to a ladder? Or I'm supposed to root for Bobby Lashley, who's been like picking on everybody with the hurt business? Is a lot of heel versus heel matchups. New Day versus Street Profits is the most interesting matchup that they have. And it would be great with like a year, a year from now, but it just feels very haphazard. These guys just swapped titles. We see that they're friends and now they're about to verse each other. And it's it's just very confusing. Everything it just doesn't make sense a few weeks after the draft to go right into Survivor Series. I wish they would have switched things up, give us a year off from the Raw versus SmackDown thing, especially because we've seen so many Raw versus SmackDown matches, including the very last pay-per-view with Otis versus Miz. It's like, uh, this is not the one time a year where Raw and SmackDown versus each other. Stop using that same tagline that you've used the last four years because it's just not true and the fans see through it right now. And that's what I've said for a long time. You know, I agree with you. They, It's never only this one time a year. They, they do the brand, you know, separation and draft and they're going to you know, they're going to plug holes where they need to or just fill it up anyway. You hit the nail on the head. Stop telling us that. Do you know what they could do to literally fix it on one night? They could literally say on SmackDown this week, send Vince McMahon out and, and make it that the five-on-five, five, whoever wins that, there's only going to be one championship in the main event. And if Raw wins it, they get the championship. And SmackDown wins it, they get the championship. Roman Reigns and Orton have to, have to fight out for it, and then they're the champion on that show. You know, so they're actually giving them an incentive. You know, if you want the championship on your show to, to go for it, you're, you know, you've got to win this match tonight. <laughs> yeah. And then going forwards then, Randy Orton, if he wins the title and SmackDown have won the five on five, he's on SmackDown instead, and then that's there where the belt is. And then you've got to go and try and attack that show and, you know, have them cross over all the time if that's what you want. But just having it on one night is uh, nothing with wrestlers who were on the other show the week before. It doesn't make much sense, does it? So, No, there needs to be some sort of incentive, doesn't there, to, to keep us interested. But, Stewie, what, what's your take on sort of this year's Survivor Series, the Raw versus SmackDown? Is it, has it got... It's not what my appetite. I I like the traditional. I liked it when it was survival matches all night. I've said it for years. I know things change. Times change. It was a long time ago. But I, I like the traditional, the Thanksgiving evening, you know, spectacular that it was. Uh, I like the original format. How they used to do it for, for years and years. Tried and tested. I know times change. Audiences change. It's the bar, but it back to a traditional likes it's making no sense with these you know champions against champions like there's not there's no build to it stuff that's that'd be my take on it gives everyone a chance on the card then as well doesn't it if you have yeah. it, you know, gives everyone a chance to shine and if somebody really stands out at survivor series in a five on five match then you know going into the next show and um, they might get a match on the card when they wouldn't have otherwise so for something like someone like tucker who's just been put into obscurity in one week. Like if he shows up at Survivor Series and has a good show in that, then suddenly he's got a story, you know. But at the moment, him losing to Ricochet in what ten seconds and then getting beat up by Retribution just seems like wasted TV time for anybody. That. Yeah, Franco, what's your take on the whole Raw? This is SmackDown at this stage. 
You know, I've never, I haven't been a fan since like 2008 of the whole idea. Um, but uh, I think that they, I don't, I don't really like it kind of writes itself. You know, they should kind of um, steal from baseball a little bit. Like, the winning team should represent uh, the main event at WrestleMania. And then if you're on the winning team, there should be like a scram scramble match or some sort of match uh, where you guys fight amongst each other uh, to to get an opportunity at the title. So like it makes sense that you would want to be on the team. It makes sense that you'd want your team to win because everyone wants the main event WrestleMania. Everybody wants a shot at the title. So you kind of wrap it up that way where um, it makes sense. So like, that's the part that like you guys have already said, you know, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't give you that sense of urgency to why these guys are, you know, on this team and why they care. Um, so I think that's like, that's what the all-star game in baseball does is um, why would I want to be an all-star and, and give up my free weekend? Oh, I, my, my, you know, my conference hosts the world series at home. So we get home, home field advantage in the world series if we win the all-star game. So it's like little things like that, where if they just took the time to kind of um, just really just, just focus in on the details and another way they can do it that I've always, I've always just like, why don't they just go through that? It's get rid of the, the night of champions and just, and just put it into the survivor series. And like every champion is on the team. And if you pin that champion on the team, I thought they were going to do it with NXT when they when they had the three-way. If you pin the champion on that team, you now become the champion until someone pin, pins you. And like that would be the most interesting way. It'd be a little confusing, but it'd be the most interesting way of keeping me and, and a casual fan um, watching Survivor Series. It's like, who's going to be the last guy you know, on this? Who's going to walk away the actual champion? Um Reigns, Reigns versus Orton is kind of a wash for me. Most heel versus heel matches that they have are just kind of a wash. Like you said, the the only the one that everyone's looking forward to, they're baby faces. They're it's the Street Profits and the, and the New Day. So if the only match that you guys have that everyone's looking forward to are baby face versus baby face match, the the card needs to be reworked. Um, so <laughs> it's just uh, one of those things where it's just like let's take the time to get people invested again. Why, why does it matter to these guys to be on this team other than um, uh, the color of their shirt, you know, which um, most heels don't, you know, at the end of the day, you can see most guys not caring about being a Raw SmackDown throughout the promos that they cut. So it's like, it takes it all away and it just makes you feel stupid for, for following Survivor Series. It used to be one of the coolest uh, pay-per-views Back in the day when there was always like a cool debut and when Rock debuted and even Undertaker debuted at Survivor Series, it was always like a cool thing when it was, they were bragging, like more than just bragging rights, like some manager had to leave town forever or something, you know, like manager versus manager and his team loses, he had to leave town forever. There's no more, we don't have that anymore. So you might as well make it about WrestleMania. It's one of the bigger pay-per-views of the year. Why not? Um, so imagine... Uh, that the winning team now is the match for money in the bank and that person moves on to WrestleMania or something like that. Like it makes you, it gives you the sense of like, okay, I need to be on this team. So if, if the fan can feel that as the wrestler, I would want to be in the, on this team as well. That makes that pay-per-view. It doesn't matter. You can have the worst guys on the, on, on each team. Now it makes the pay-per-view is like an, an automatic shot and an automatic shot at, at uh, main eventing WrestleMania. It's like, it doesn't get better than that. They could really like take the time and put the details in this pay-per-view and make it one of the ones worth watching. 
Give Franco the book, I say. I don't know. I don't know about all that. I want that, that kind of stress. With ease. And they're all struggling in the meetings, trying to write stuff down. Franco, get the book. Take the book, man. Oh, no. Well, how much am I getting paid? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> name, your, name your price. Name your price. I, like I said, I wouldn't want that, that person's job because they got to you could be the great, you could have great ideas. And if Vince doesn't find your idea to be awesome, then you just kind of wasted some time. So, <laughs> but I think, I think that, yeah, they just stopped and said, okay, how do we get people to care again? You know, even with the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble is falling flat every year. I watch it is just falling flat where it's just like, okay, great. You know, another guy to challenge at WrestleMania, Ooh, you know, like how about give him the opportunity to go and challenge wherever, whenever it make it another, the money in the bank is still fresh because it's a whenever, wherever kind of deal. So if you win the Royal Rumble, you should be able to call your shot whenever, whenever. So um, thanks. Thanks. Don't tell WWE that. Don't give them my idea. <laughs> I should get paid for these, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I think the the whole whenever, wherever aspect of and pro wrestling is what we need the most, you know. So it just um, it keeps you tuning in even to that third hour of Raw, right? So... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's just one of those things where okay, eh, maybe I'm just gonna tune off on Raw and go watch something else. But then again, oh, I just saw on social media this person almost cashed in his uh, title opportunity. Wait a minute, let me go back on USA and watch that. So we don't have that. It's it's a lot of linear booking. Yeah, no, some fantastic ideas there, and as you say, something to give. Us as fans and obviously the incentive to want to watch it. Why these superstars want to be on that team? I, I have to agree with everybody there. That fantastic ideas thrown out there, Franco. Um, in terms of uh, what certainly get me invested. I don't know about you guys. Would you want to see something like that that Franco suggested? Just whets the appetite for the fan, and it makes it fun for the talent. What Franco's saying, perfect, isn't it? Win-win on both sides, but yeah. Now, if Vince McMahon comes down Monday and and changes the step and makes it that, I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna be pissed. I'll be on the next week. I'll be on the next <laughs> But no, fantastic. Go on, Justin. One one thing, guys. We are coming off that Hell in a Cell pay per view that we were all very pleasantly surprised. The ones that were on the podcast right after we did that. So. Um, even though we're not gangbusters excited for the Survivor Series, uh, I'm willing to to, to kind of see what happens. They always, uh, you know, but man, if that Hell in a Cell pay-per-view was Survivor Series, we'd be singing its praises right now because there was some good storytelling, especially in the, the Reigns-Uso match. But now, but I kind of agree with like SP3 says now, that was there, and now we lost steam because now we're going to go Reigns and Orton. So I, I do see it both ways. I'm going to give them a chance to to pull something out of their ass and impress us. But I was, well, I for sure, not looking forward to that Hell in a Cell, and it, it surprised me. I think it's been the theme of 2020 for WWE where the performers are overcoming the bad booking. 
that like the, the booking hasn't been approved in 2020, but the in-ring performers have always uh, exceeded our expectations. So I think that, you know, even though we're not looking forward to Reigns versus Orton, it's going to be a good match uh, just because we've seen Asuka and Sasha so many times over the summer. They're still going to have another great match at Survivor Series. Although we're not looking forward to all these Raw and SmackDown matches, I think that the matches themselves are going to be good to great. So I think it's more the performers overcoming the bad booking we're just really criticizing the booking and the lack of creativity i like i like franco's idea another idea that i heard from a couple of fans before is have the winning team of team smackdown versus team raw for the men's and the women's the five competitors battle it out at tlc and the winner of that becomes number 30 in the raw rumble then you have three Ooh, pay-per-views yeah. you, that you build up. You build up three pay-per-views with one one match, and that that's a, a storyline narrative. That's what we want. We want narratives that we can follow. Like, this will make you watch TLC. Then you watch TLC, it'll make you watch R- Raw Rumble. The winner of the Raw Rumble will make you watch WrestleMania. That's how you keep the fans coming back and watching for a whole three hours and watching all the shows. I'm a 30 at Rural. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good idea. Fantastic idea. And Mad Dog, what, what are your take on these ideas? Have you any any that you've seen during your time of ring announcement? Any of the independent promotions of doing it here in the UK? You know what? I like to see long-term storytelling and like building up a character and building up a storyline and a narrative for them. We had uh, Joseph Connors at TNT, and he went on a uh, went on a run where he beat um he beat like eight superstars on the row on consecutive pay-per-view shows that we were doing. And he beat, he beat people like Chris Ridgway. Um, he, he just kept kept working through the roster. He took on like BT Gun, beat him. He, he Each month we had a different competitor for him. Each month he beat them to the point where he was in title contention and he had the title match and won the title. And, because, and as, as it went on, as time went on, he, and he was mentioning how he was undefeated and everything, the crowd got more and more behind him. And we built him up to the point where, uh, you know, he was in this title match and he, he had to win. And uh, and he stayed undefeated until uh, uh, until that man we were talking about, uh, Volta, came in and, uh, at TNT and, and took him out. And, you know, it's all on Powered 4 TV for you to watch. Uh, go back and check it out if you haven't seen it. But something like that, where a, a guy comes along and you know, in his in his very early matches, he was he was relatively new to the business, and people on the Wirral and Liverpool didn't know who he was necessarily. And by that sort of eighth ninth show, where he's had this run of undefeated matches against great talent from around the UK, just suddenly then you know he's easy champ, and uh, and you know that's that's how you build something. And uh, you know, WWF WWE know how to how to build storylines and do it, but it just seems like it's a little bit of a lost art even for them, just to keep them that narrative and that story going on. Uh, you know, look at it at the beginning of the year and where you want your character to go and what they're going to do at each show and how you're going to build them and stuff. I, I know it's tough when you've got such a big roster, but there should be direction for everybody and, you know, a way to entice more viewers into watch because these storylines are building every week. And then the erratic booking you have of people distracts you badly from that. You know, things like Ricochet, who came in such a such a talent, you know? I've, I've seen him wrestle on indie shows all over the UK and in Scotland, and uh, you know he was just absolutely amazing, astonishing. And you see, like his match with uh, with someone like Will Ospreay, which was viral on the internet, and you know everyone saw that match, 
And then he goes to WWE and you think, that's it, he's, he's made it, you know, he's going to do great. And, and you know, he's floundered. He's had, he's had a bit where he was doing well and he was a superhero, then he was a tag competitor, then he was taking a load of losses, then he was going to join the hair business. And, you know, it's just to the point where he's... How long has he been there, um, SP3? Has he been there about... Two, two years. years. Two years now. Yeah. And, you know, that guy is somebody who's super talented could just be having amazing matches every week and, you know, give him a narrative and a story to follow, you know, and, you know, let him take off and, you know, be that great character he can be. But um, too too much of time people have sent out as to lose a match in a minute, you know, which is just unnecessary. You know, that match for the Tucker out this week, I saw, um, like, Gary Cassidy put something on Twitter saying, you know, what, you know, what's that all about? And I think Tucker actually responded saying, like, I've got a family or something as a tweet. Yeah. But it's like, you know, how is the, you know, how, how is that good booking, you know, to have him go under like that, you know, just the week after he split up and cheated his tag partner, you know, that's the, you know, that's where the storyline should be taken off from. He shouldn't be taking a loss this week like that, you know, it's just unnecessary. So unless he's going to join retribution now and have to go and, get some retribution off somebody and get a mask, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, very surprising what happened with, uh, with Tucker there. But uh, moving on, guys, just this weekend as well, New Japan Pro Wrestling present Power Struggle early Saturday morning for many of us indeed. SB3, our resident New Japan um, guy here, can you just quickly talk us through the card and what we can expect Saturday? I think this is going to be a really strong show. It's the last major show for New Japan uh, before Wrestle Kingdom, before they have the Best of the Super Juniors tournament, the World Tag League, and the Super J Cup, which are going to be awesome tournaments. This is like the the last like major pay per view that they're going to have. Uh, at the top of the card, you got Tensuya Naito versus Evil for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships. I was a big fan of this feud when Evil first turned on uh, Naito and turned on LIJ to go with the Bullet Club. But this feud has kind of reached its expiration date a while ago. I feel like the feud should have ended at uh, at Summer Struggle. So this is kind of dragging it out where I think that Naito just needs to put Evil in his rearview mirror. Uh, the, the match I'm really looking forward to, though, is going to be Koto Ibushi versus Switchblade Jay White, which is going to be for the title shot at Wrestle Kingdom on the line. Uh, these two had one of the greatest uh, G1 Climax finals matches last year in 2019. They had a really strong match in this year's tournament and where Jay White beat Koto Ibushi to set this up. So Ibushi being the tournament winner, I think that he should defeat uh, Switchblade, which is going to set up Ibushi versus Naito, which I told you guys needs to be the Wrestle Kingdom main event. Uh, but this is going to be a really great match on Saturday. A match I'm most looking forward to, also most looking forward to, has to be Shingo Takagi versus Minoru Suzuki. I said it on Wrestling Daily on Wrestle Talks Wrestle 2 YouTube channel yesterday with Alex McCarthy. Minoru Suzuki at 52 years old is having one of the best 
in-ring performances of anyone in professional wrestling. He's gone move for move with Will Ospreay. He's had the, one of the matches of the year against Kota Ibushi in the G1. He had, before Volta versus Ilya Dragunov, my favorite empty arena match was Nagata versus Suzuki in the New Japan Cup 2020. This guy is hard-hitting. He is hashtag stiff as a horse. He just beats the crap out of anyone he's in the ring with, and he's going to beat the crap out of uh, Shingo Takagi. But this is is one I really can't call because Shingo has been one of the best performers in New Japan this whole year, and him winning back the Never Open Weight uh, Championship would be very interesting. But you know, Su Suzuki is the king, the king of pro wrestling, or as my my wife calls him, the evil Japanese grandfather of professional wrestling. So I I think that it's going to be hard hitting, and it's anyone's match to to really win there. Um, Okada versus Great Okan. I've not been the biggest fan of Great Okan myself, honestly, but I I want to I want to see what's gonna happen between uh, those two and if Okada can bring Great Okan up to his level. But this is gonna really set up Okada Okada versus Osprey, which is the big money matchup for uh, Russell Kingdom. But this card is really stacked up from some top to bottom. I'm gonna be live tweeting on Twitter at. I think it's 3 a.m. in the morning here in uh, New York City. God, I, I'm not going to get any sleep. But it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and it's going to be a great show. And Saturday is just jam-packed with professional wrestling, and it's going to be two excellent shows between this and Full Gear. Yeah, no, fantastic event this Saturday. Early start for Power Struggle. New Japan Pro Wrestling event later on AEW's Full Gear in and also just to let everybody know again, um, I think that no, I think this is for US for US fans as well. Um, you can join Powered Four TV, and um, for Powered Four TV, an online streaming platform full of UK wrestling promotions and other shows as well, including podcasts such as Stu's Wrestling Podcast and more. You can sign up today and get fifty percent first month using the code TRAVEL. Um, so 50% off your first month using the code TRAVEL. You get promotions like TNT Extreme Wrestling and more. And you can sign up today to get that special offer. Powered4.tv. Head on over now and check out all the fantastic content that is offered there. And Justin moving his finger a little bit here. I, don't know I have to do this because I, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I know my boy Franco Varga is on a very tight schedule. And I know that he's he's in the gym. He's out of the gym. So I just wanted to make sure that before I, I promised him an hour on here and I don't want to interrupt the champ's schedule. But, but Franco, I want to thank you for joining us. But we want to know, I mean, you're coming up in North Carolina this weekend, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at uh, American Lucha Wrestling uh, on uh, IWTV. Um, it's uh, independent wrestling TV. Uh, I mean, they're, I don't know if you guys get it in the UK. I'm pretty sure you should. Um, but uh, that's a big match. Uh, you're not allowed to know what the match is yet, but it's, uh, it's a good one for those, that, especially the Mid-Atlantic fans. Um, I'm uh, the, the bad guy, surprisingly, right? <laughs> but uh, and then this weekend uh, again, School of Morton on Sunday uh, TV taping live. Um, we had a um, awesome couple of weeks 
um, hundred thousand, hundred thousand concurrent viewers, and then we went up against the NFL and Hell in the Cell, and still did twenty five thousand. So I'm I'm very proud of that product. Very very proud to be the champion there. Uh, very very proud to help with the with the uh, the global ratings there. They've already had their you know uh, local following and all that, but um, I know once I came on, um, you know, I've wrestled in six different countries. If I can't pull ratings at this point, I should just burn my boots. So, <laughs> so I know a lot of the guys are excited for me to be there. I'm excited to, to be there. Um, and then we have a pay-per-view uh, December 12th and 13th, a two day event. So um, come see me get my butt kicked all over the world. And then of, of course, I don't know if uh, did I cut out there. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit for me. Yeah. Ah, okay, so it's on it's on Facebook. If you want to watch School of Morton every Sunday at five oh five p.m. Eastern time, it's uh, Facebook Live, um, YouTube Live, and uh, Pivot Share. Those are the big three. So I I always recommend the Facebook uh, um, feed because I'm on there talking trash sometimes when I get bored in the back. So yeah. So <laughs> but yeah, no thanks for having me again. Um, like like Justin said, I'm I'm gonna try to you know keep it moving here. You guys are awesome, and I you know what, I wasn't super excited for full gear until having this conversation. So I'm probably gonna watch that. So in my hotel room after my match, I'm probably gonna turn it on and watch it. So but yeah, I'm uh, like I said, I'm pretty biased. I, I normally just watch to see what Brian Cage is doing because I, <laughs> I love the guy. Um, I I you know when he was the X Division title um, uh, champion. Um, at Impact Wrestling, we worked together for that title, and it was like he won me over big time as a person and as a as a performer. So uh, I thought I was a big guy until I wrestled him. So <laughs> just yeah, last, you. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, can go you ahead. give Can you give us our so socials for people watching this now and when it when we lay it down officially? How can people follow uh, Franco Varga? Oh my God, I just make it easy. Um, so everything at Franco Wrestles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, even TikTok. Can you believe it? I'm on TikTok now. Yikes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then FrancoVarga.com takes you to all those links and merchandise and things like that. So yeah, I just keep it super, super simple. No numbers, no, none of that, you know. So just at Franco Wrestles. And, and finally, your favorite interview of the last couple of weeks. Was it the lockdown sessions or was it uh, Stu's Wrestling Podcast? Ooh, You're a pressure on here. Oh, boy. That's, this is, um, you know, I haven't done True Heel Heat yet, so I can't answer that. There yeah. are. Good Good answer. Answer. I like the way this guy thinks. <laughs> no, I um, and I, and I'm sure when I'm in the UK in March for title, and and there's a, a couple more that we haven't announced yet. Um, and uh, hopefully TNT, I see you, I see you. Um, that uh, hopefully I get to do some of these live and in person with you guys while I'm over there. Um. Stu and and of course with wrestling travel and and um I, it's crazy that you guys are selling wrestlemania uh 2022 packages so i definitely want to see uh what i can do to be a part of that you know do one of those do one of those cool q a things after a show or something so but yeah man um i'm sure like every year i'm gonna get asked to come do the wrestle cons and all the 95 matches happening at once so I'm, I'm you know so i don't know i i did it one year and i was like okay not doing this again so i might give it another shot if i'm hanging out with you guys 2022 what where where are they what uh what state are they in 
Did they announce it yet? Confusion. I'm guessing that everything's going to move a year back because they're going to go to Tampa this year. That was supposed to be last year. So maybe California. That's a good nice. one. That's nice. a good one for 2022. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> See, I said it here first. I said it. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there with you guys at your booth. And I'll uh, I'll be annoying. I'll, I'll I'll make sure I'll annoy Stu and keep keep Stu off to the side. We'll be we'll be doing our own thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was awesome. Um, you guys keep doing your thing, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do my thing. But but yeah, this was this was super fun. Um, again, whenever you guys, I'm I'm down to do it again. Awesome. Thank you Thanks. so much, Frank. Thank you, Thank you, Franco. Thank you, man. Nice meeting you. And there he goes. What a great guest indeed we have there, Franco Varga. We definitely want to get him on again. Great. Hi, Did you just explode, Stu? Can you hear that? I thought it was your boiler. No, no, it's Brown Spanking you, that banger. Unless <laughs> <laughs> he put a faulty one in. No, in my life, it's probably faulty. Oh, no. Sorry. No, but, uh, <laughs> wrestling, we're here to talk about wrestling, not a bloody boiler. I meant to say about uh, JC sent me that uh, Franco's uh, match from the other week, the highlights of that match, and I watched it. And uh, I don't know if anyone else got to see it, but uh, there was one particular move that stood out where uh, his opponent went to spear him and he and he pedigreed him. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. That was very good. Very impressed by that. Yeah, so exciting news to hear that he's going to be uh, over in the UK, hopefully in uh, March. Did he say March? Yeah, yeah. He's got a few things he has announced, but he was going to go with title. But just for everybody watching, if you haven't heard of Franco or haven't got a chance, I highly recommend that you follow him on social media. I highly recommend his interview um, with uh, Stu um, and the lockdown sessions. And I hope. I look forward to seeing him on True Hill Heat uh, because what I do think, and not to pat any of ourselves on the back, I do think we take the same guy, interview him with each of us, and I think you get three different styles of interview, which is cool. And and Franco, as you guys can see, super nice guy, um, definitely worth uh, worth watching. Yeah, no, great guy indeed. And Justin, do you want to let us know about the latest lockdown sessions currently on YouTube? Yeah, um, two of them that uh, three of them actually. I mean, I'm proud of all of them, but the the Shaw Guerrero, uh, which just I think went up last night. So Eddie Guerrero's daughter. Um, if you haven't watched the lockdown session, this is the one to start with because not only do we talk women's wrestling, we talk a little bit of warrior wrestling. Um, but I say, hey, can you tell me a cool story? You know, I'd say, I'm not all about the clickbait, but do you got anything cool to tell me? And she goes, I'll tell you one about my dad, if you don't mind. And I say, heck yeah. So pretty cool story with Eddie in there and Vicky. And then also, um, you know, Aiden Spanglish, the drama king, Matt, her husband makes a makes an appearance at the end of that. Um, another one, the crossover, the very first episode of the crossover Features from Stylin and Profiling, Rich Baker, where we talk all about the art of, uh, he's a graphic designer. He's done some t-shirts for, for Cody Rhodes, for Killer Cross, for our good friend Alicia Atute. And we kind of do a once over 20-minute, 30-minute conversation where 
if and it could be any of us or it could be a pro wrestler right now watching like how do i get a hold of a, of a good graphic designer and stuff and we talk about the process of doing that and how easy to work with i highly suggest that people watch and share that one and my talk with warrior wrestling steve tortorello is a wrap-up of the stadium series we waited and got far enough away and we talked about a lot of things and i'm not a journalist i'm not as good as guys doing it professionally but i do feel like this one came out and i was able to ask steve um some harder hitting questions and more interesting questions than just like hey talk about the matches that one i'm really proud of so if you can watch that and more importantly when you watch any of the lockdown sessions or you watch anything with true hill heat or you watch Stu's wrestling podcast please 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 if you if you watch it give it a thumbs up give us a subscribe it helps us out um, I know True Hill Heat's working towards their thousand subscribers. Stu, you're working towards a thousand likes on Facebook. I love the triangle that we have here. Well, I'll include Mad Dog too. I know Mad Dog, you're on, but I love that we're all working and supporting each other. So please, any fans of any one of us, if we could all help support each other, especially in this time, 2020, and what's going on in the world over there, what's going on in the world here is so great that instead of fighting each other for guests we're like hey i got a guest let's share let's share uh we're helping each other so please likes and subscribes would be appreciated um for all of us and i and i'm guys on behalf of danny and i with wrestling travel i mean i don't want to get all mushy here but it's an honor to share screen time with you when we can and and to support each other yeah one, indeed. Green. Nice one yeah all working together to build each other up help each other during this difficult time and the best way moving forward indeed but there is another topic i want to touch upon with the news that came out a couple of days ago that was kylie ray um, announcing her uh, retirement from wrestling it uh, it appeared uh, from the message she sent obviously she didn't appear at impact wrestling's bound for glory event um, in fact, didn't really explain exactly what had happened, but obviously now it has come to light. She will not be wrestling anymore. Um, SP3, I'll come to you first. Do you have any sort of other information about this that you've obviously had with your recent uh, recent chats, of course, with Alex and, uh, and things of that nature there? Oh, uh, well, the, I did an article for uh, Sports Kita on uh, Kylie announcing her retirement. She announced it via her Patreon account. And basically, she did announce that she was just currently unwell. And that's the reason why she uh, was absent during the Bound for Glory pay-per-view. And then she basically announced that she is no longer a professional wrestler and she is taking a break from social media. From there, a lot of uh, people that have worked with her in the past, as well as just heard stories about her, just sent out you know a whole bunch of love and, uh, towards her and just well wishes. I mean, I, I sent out my well wishes in the article that I did for Sports Kita. I'm gonna we're gonna also talk about it on True Hill Heat this week. But it's something that we touched upon when we talked about Bound for Glory because that was one of the main talking points coming out of Bound for Glory, and that you just have to uh, really accredit uh, impact for how they dealt with it with not really uh putting any negative light 
on her name, giving her time to kind of uh, see what she wanted to do with her decision. They didn't really, uh, I thought that they should have done a better job in just basically coming out and saying that she was absent, but they really didn't know what the real status was for her, what we're finding out now. So um, I, I want to just send out nothing but well wishes for Kylie Ray. Uh, she's such a talented performer, but in, in general, she's just a, a very genuine and nice human being. So I, I know she had her struggles. That was the reason why she left AEW, now leaving Impact Wrestling and leaving professional wrestling behind. Sometimes you're not going to get the happiness that you really want from professional wrestling. So she did the right decision for her to kind of take that time away, hopefully in the future, because she's only 28 years old. Uh, I hope in the future she will come back and she's able to become the success that everybody saw that she could be in this uh, business. But if it's if this is the end for her, I think that she has left an infinite mark on professional wrestling for the type of person that she has been and how she's dealt with people. So I just wish her nothing but the best and happiness. Yeah, no, definitely. And Justin, of course, you've seen Kylie Ray at, uh, at Warrior Wrestling when she won the uh, Warrior Women's Title against Tessa. Um, obviously, that night was. Uh, obviously, what, what was your sort of interactions with with Kylie? Obviously, when you've seen her around in the locker room and things, or at the signings that they did at Warrior, was there a, any sort of indication that uh, that this would come at, at some point? None whatsoever. She was true to her name. Smiley Kylie Ray was in a great mood, uh, obviously winning that title in the last, um, having Madison Reigns last match on the independent scene. There was nothing, no indication of anything going on, but this is a tough business and we live in a tough year. So the fact that, I, and I consider uh, very courageous of her, to recognize um, any type of issue and say, hey, because that's that that can't be an easy thing to do, no matter what level you're doing it on. To say, hey, I gotta, I gotta kind of hang it up, and I gotta work on myself. I know, I know, everybody here is big on uh, mental health, and especially in this year. So my hats off to her. Um, I hope she comes back. You know, whether it's uh, you know, never say never in this business but if it's a few years down the line and everything um is is better for her and i think it's a good message for everybody out there listening is that um you know mental health is very very important and it's we're we're under a microscope here in this this current world okay because not only we're talking about covid but now we're adding on um elections politics closing of of businesses, uh, financial stress. Uh, I know it, it's 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 sometimes hard to wake up in the face my own day, uh, but you just get up and you and you do your best. So it's it's um, everybody deals with the difference. So if you are struggling with anything in your life, I highly suggest there are a lot of places that you can reach out to. Uh, you can reach out to us. You can reach out to me. I mean, I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but I'm always there. Things might not always be going really well in my life, but the one thing I always put my myself aside, and if I can make somebody else laugh or, or help them out in any way, I know I can. So my hat's off to her. Seriously, no indication. Uh, she was as sweet and as nice and smiley as she always was in the locker room. 
And I just wish her nothing but the best to her and Isaiah. And um, yeah, whatever the future holds, may it be awesome for her. Yeah, well, thank you for those words as well, Justin. Some great, uh, great points you made, indeed. Um, and Mad Dog, your what is your take on the retirement of Kylie Ray? Uh, I believe you're a, a big fan. Yeah, very sad, mate. Um, I've always enjoyed watching her matches, and um, and you know, I, I just you know what the other guys said. It's uh, they know her a lot better than me, and um, it would have been lovely to work with her. But um, you know, hopefully she'll be back doing what she does best. And, and you know, if not, you've you've got to look after your mental health during these tough times. I know there's a lot of people over in the UK who are working hard, helping people out, and uh, you know, a, a lot of people reach out to reach out to me in Messenger and stuff. And you know, I always do my best to to be positive. Um, I just generally a very positive person. So, uh, you know, if anyone does need any help or anything, I'm always there to help them out. And uh, just hope to, hope to see her back at some point. You know, I you know, I'm not sure if this is the end of the road or if uh, if it's just a break that's needed. But uh, hopefully, uh, see her back in the ring at some point, and maybe even over in the UK. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? A nice uh, for her to come over at some point in the future once things are. Uh... Obviously, better for her. And, and Stewie, have, have you had any sort of opportunities to try and interview Kylie in the past or anything like that? I, I haven't. I think, uh, saying just reiterating what SP3 said, the outpouring from social media and the fans is incredible. And it might help people because of her standing within wrestling, you know, her followers and stuff, if they're struggling, you know, if you need to take a time out or a break in life, not just in wrestling. You know what I mean? People people will look up to that girl and you don't hear anything negative about the girl, do you? It's all positive, which is which is a rarity, but it's took courage, as Justin said. That that's the first thing to, you know, let it be known that she's been struggling. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, of course, as we said, Impact handled it very well indeed. Obviously, on the night itself, we're all a little uh, confused, but obviously now everything that's come out, we obviously from all of us here at Wrestling Travel and everyone in the uh, the podcast today, wish her all the best indeed and uh, and uh, hopefully see her soon down the line indeed. Um, we do... Oh, go on, Mad Dog. Dan, I was just going to say, there was one other thing I've been thinking of this week that I wanted to chat to you guys about that really intrigued me. And it was the fact that uh, Netflix are doing a documentary on Vince McMahon. Um, that really jumped out to me. And also, uh, I think I read uh, that somebody had posted off Reddit on Twitter as well, which was uh, one of the ex-writers for uh, for WWE was talking about Vince uh, talking about a segment where two wrestlers were going to brawl into a hospital and uh, and possibly trash trash a hospital, and uh, and he'd said uh, that he was going to buy a wing of a hospital or something. Go on, JC. Uh, medical facility, Mad Dog. Medical facility. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, not a uh, not a hospital. Um, and he was going to buy a wing, so uh, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting, and I think that um, that piece of news really stood out to me this week. And uh, you know, I think it'll be so interesting with uh, to see where Vince's head is at, really, and what he's what he's thinking at the stage he's at. You know, so yeah, go on, JC. No, I just want to. I know. Speaking of limited time, I know Stewie, you are you've got a busy day ahead of you, so I know you have to get going. So I wanted to. We'll get back to you in a second, Mad Dog, but I don't want no to make Stewie late for this. I didn't want to cut you off, Mad Dog. I put it in the uh, chat, in the in the chat that I've got to go. So, uh, yeah, Danny Limelight Rivera, who's been on AW Dark the last few weeks, got him. 
just imminently imminently be rejigged it. I said I've got to come on with wrestling travel and the guys. So yeah, just got to get sorted for that at six o'clock our time, one p.m. there. So it'll be a pleasure to get him on to see what's been happening. Stewie, before you leave, can you tell everybody watching at this moment in time where we can find you? Stewie P1 on the Twitter. Just type in Stew's Wrestling Podcast into Facebook. Uh, Instagram, no apostrophe on the S, so it looks wrong. Stew's Wrestling Podcast on there, you'll find this. Yeah, that's, that's where I am. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, everywhere you get your podcasts. Every Friday, roughly, release day. We stick to a Friday so people know that's the set day. So that, that's us. More content coming. Extra content next week. I've got a special for YouTube only coming out. Um, a three-hour career retrospective, but I won't tell you who that's about. So it's a total different. We're shifting our format with that one as, as a special. Three hours I was on an interview with the said person. Learned a lot, but it was, it was a long one. Wow, I can't wait for that and see who uh, see who that is indeed. And Stu, for the second week in a row, I have to remind you, you can be found on Powered 4 TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> Richard and John are going to get shot at me at this rate. <laughs> the fan will be getting parcel back off. We want our banner back and all the rest of it. <laughs> I don't I don't deserve to be showcased on there. I really don't. We put... It always skippers me that one, doesn't it, Justin? <laughs> well, you know, that's what I'm here for. So, and we need to get you. We need to get you. If you're watching this right now, follow Stewie on Twitter. We got to get his Twitter up and like it on Facebook. We're going to, he's so close to a thousand. So, as always, Stu, a pleasure. The Twitter is alarmingly low. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not good, the Twitter. I, I, I retweet stuff. I don't know. I need to get a social media manager or something. I don't know. I have to pay someone to sort it out, I think. Very low. But, yeah, Facebook near, near a 1,000. So, yeah, there we go. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure, as always, having you on, Stu. And we hope to get you on for next week. Um, and, of course, our big 20th episode as well. Uh, but thank you very much, as always. Thank you all. Great to see you, Stu. Catch you soon, man. You yeah, boys. All the best. Take care. I've done what I did last week. There we are. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we are. Leave. Yeah, quite simple. <laughs> um, absolutely fantastic indeed. And he um, was very polite not to cut you off, and then I cut Danny off, and I cut you off, Mad Dog. Sorry, I just saw him posting that. So, no problem at all, mate. Not a problem. Yeah, so I was just saying, the Vince thing should be really interesting. I know um, people have mentioned that he's sort of been in a little bit of worse health recently, but I know, uh, uh, you know, it should be interesting to see if it shows a bit behind the scenes. And they mentioned as well that um, something about Stone Cold Steve Austin, whether that was a separate one or if he's going to be involved in that one as well. Um, I, I'd seen something about that this week as well. So I, I always enjoy a good wrestling documentary, you know, um, Beyond the Match just come on to Netflix in the UK, but that was a favourite for a long time. Uh, he's going to puke. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, Wrestling With Shadows as well, the Bret Hart ones, a favourite of mine. That was a, what a time to have a camera crew following you about, hey, that year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love seeing, like, the behind the scenes, what's going on and everything. And it's uh, it's good to see um, 
that they're going to be focusing on that. It's going to be a big documentary, so could get some more more fans involved and more people following. That'll be good to see. Definitely. SP3, what, what's your take on this new Vince McMahon Netflix documentary that's in the works? I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical because WWE is involved and... If I know one thing about WWE documentaries, they like to skew the the past. They have very revisionist history. They 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 love to put their art brush on what's really happened in the past. And I I, I feel like I've already seen a pre Visegrand documentary through Dark Side of the Ring with his dealings with the uh, Jimmy Snuka murder and what he his hand had in to do to that. Um, the one the one topic that Dark Side of the Ring hasn't really touched on is the steroid scandal. So that's the one that I really want to see how they address in this um, documentary with Vince. So it should be very interesting. I'm probably more interested in the Stone Cold documentary only because of uh, the the Last Dance uh, producers, which is the doc of the ten part series that was on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. They they are the producers <laughs> that are going to do the Stone Cold documentary and I feel like Stone Cold will have more of his hands in that and we'll get more of a real perspective on Stone Cold's career than we will if this man has his hands on his documentary. So I'm I'm skeptical. I'm I'm in I'm in the middle. I'm on the fence on the Vince McMahon Netflix series. Justin, what's your take, my friend? Uh, it depends on what it is. Is it a retrospective documentary? Uh, from his beginnings all the way up, or is it a current documentary? You know, I don't know what it is. And I agree with SP3. They're going to brush over. It's a WWE. Let's talk about, um, you know, he crushed my AWA. with uh, Seriously, he poached the talent um, in the early 80s. Um, Hulk Hogan, Bobby Heaton, Jesse Ventura, Adrian Adonis. Um you know, look what he did to the other territories. And they're going to, you know, I know he doesn't feel anything bad about that, but there's a gentleman's agreement there. Uh, the steroid scandal, there's a lot of stuff that I, you know, I am skeptical too. Are they going to uh, just paint it over? So, uh, yeah, we'll see what I'm going to watch it because we all are. Vince McMahon's an interesting character. Um, but yeah, is it going to be a, a, like a career retrospective or is it going to be like a, like kind of a current, like within the last few years documentary, or is it going to be a documentary starting if they started filming it now? Do you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what the difference, the word is, but I don't know. Is it a, is it a current documentary or a past? Maybe I'm falling all over my words here. It, it is supposed to be a retrospective. That's what I've okay. heard. Yeah. No, be interesting. Whatever. It is that does come out about Vince and how he how he's portrayed in that documentary. Whether uh, there will be any interesting subjects that do get touched upon, or if, of course, it's all rainbows and sunshine of the uh, world of Vince um, there. Um, but fellas, before we wrap up, unfortunately, no quiz this week. But let's just have a quick run through the comments um, that we've had throughout uh, this um, earlier. Kieran Sison says hi. Um, hi, Kieran. Hi, enjoyed watching. Um, of course, Randy Hogan said hi a little earlier today. Um, a big hello there. Now, Mad Dog, I want you to have a go at, at pronouncing this one. Go for it. 
Hello from Thailand. Uh, power rates on in cow. Is it? I appreciate the hello. Anyway, lovely to see you. Yeah, all the way from Thailand watching the uh, the podcast there. We've got one from Eugene. What's the odds of fans at Mania? Well, I think it is certainly anticipated that there will be fans potentially with limited um, capacity there of who will be allowed in, obviously where that will take place. But hopefully, I believe... We should be getting some more information hopefully soon about what the next steps are. We usually announce what is going on with Mania, usually around November time with their ticket sales and things of that nature. Um, so we should hopefully get more about that soon indeed. We have a Waza from Waza. Waza. <laughs> Saying a big hello to us. Kyle Rogers. Hi, guys. Mad podcast in the past there um, great guy indeed let's just quickly go through yeah check out kyle's uh, kyle's wrestling podcast as well he's done some great stuff there more oh, to come we have this guy yes hey, doing all a bit earlier today um he also Wished well, he was going here. Thank you all for doing a great job, JC. Wisconsin is a Biden country, uh, Biden country, county. Is that supposed to say? I have no idea yeah. what he's talking Biden, about. It's Biden country, no <laughs> it's a blue, it's a blue state. Blue state. Uh, we've got Sean Logan sabotage here. Oh, I'm assuming sabotage. he's giving us a uh, fantastic. Racing there, Lee Macketeer. Very proud of you all. Thank you, Lee. We uh, are very proud to be doing the uh, the podcast here. I'll get you on one day as well in the future, as well. Um, Lawrence, I was just going to say sorry if anyone can hear any rackets in the background. It sounds like Batista's just showed up up my road. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got a few uh, a few fireworks going out here as uh, as well. Pyromania. <laughs> Indeed, of course Stewie, nice one gents A pleasure being on as always We'll learn how to log off correctly next week Well we hope you don't We quite enjoy that every week to be honest When you uh, press the camera off And also we've got a hello Hey everyone, Richard Crowhurst oh, right. Power 4 TV From Power 4 TV Of course, Power 4 TV You can subscribe using the code TRAVEL To get 50% off your first month uh, using the code TRAVEL on Powered4.tv to see things like TNT Extreme Wrestling. Even Wrestling Travel content is on there now uh, moving forward. But, guys, it has been absolutely fantastic as always. But first of all, before we let you go, I'll start with SP3. Where can we find you and all of your analysis and content? Uh, first of all, you guys can check out the YouTube channel, True Heel Heat, as it says right here. 
Uh, YouTube channel has daily content over there, show reviews for NXT, AEW, SmackDown, AEW Dark, Impact Wrestling, whatever you want to see, we got it on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, True Rewind, where we go back into the past, watch WWF Raw and WCW Nitro, and every single Saturday, our weekly podcast, breaking down everything going on in the professional wrestling world. You can also catch me live on Wrestle Talks Wrestle 2 YouTube channel that's approaching 30,000 subscribers. I think we're like 20 subscribers away from 30K. So hopefully you guys can help out with that with that marker right over there. Uh, every Wednesday, I am on Wrestling Daily with Alex McCarthy. That's on at 8 p.m. BST for you, for you guys in the UK and 3 p.m. for us uh, Eastern time here in New York City. So definitely uh, check that out. Always a good time with Alex McCarthy. You can check out our this past Wednesday episode where me and Alex, we debate who was the best in-ring performer of 2020. The great debate with Alex representing Drew McIntyre and me representing Kenny Omega. Really great debate there. So it was a little bit of ESPN coming to the wrestling world right there. So check that out. Uh, you can check out my content on Sports Kita, where I have uh, articles on AEW, WWE, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'll be doing the coverage for New Japan Pro Wrestling Power Struggle this weekend. And you can follow True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. whole bunch of live tweets coming to you this weekend with New Japan and AEW. And thank you guys so much for having me back on Wrestling Travel. Love you guys. And very soon, very soon, probably the next podcast that I'm on with you guys, I can make it official. We Yes, True Hill Heat is coming to Powered 4 TV. We're working, we're working out the details there. So we're coming soon. Amazing news there from USP3. And we love having you on indeed. And we can't wait to have you on again next week. And of course, Mad Dog Mike Angus, where can we find you and your shenanigans? That's it. So <laughs> my shenanigans are uh, <laughs> obviously Powered 4 TV. You can check out everything from TNT Extreme Wrestling. Our whole back history is on there, uh, including TNT Ignition Wrestling as well. And uh, I'm also on there on uh, Wrestle Island from the Wirral. So make sure to check them family family fun shows out there as well. And uh, the TNT stuff, there's some great things on there you need to check out. Um, obviously, I mentioned before about Joseph Connor's great run there. But we've had so many uh, great wrestlers working with us Uh worth having a little look back through our back catalogue of what we've done. Uh, if you're into your more hardcore wrestling, DOA, our two um, extreme deathmatch tournaments are both on there. So if you're into that sort of thing, uh, check that out so you won't be disappointed. Um, you can track me down on uh, Mike Mad Dog Angus on Facebook, which has all my sort of um, just my shenanigans, as you mentioned. <laughs> uh, Twitter, Angus Mad Dog. Um, that's just uh, last week we had a bit of a Halloween competition on there get got me up to uh over 666 followers for halloween so that was my uh it's only just been out this year so it's only just starting but uh i'm starting to get the hang of that now so um simon um simon hill does tell me off quite a lot for my for my bad twitter banter so uh yeah if anyone's got any uh anything they want me to share or whatever just keep me on that because uh anything i do he tells me off for so <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously I'm on the Instagram as well, Mad Dog Mike Angus on Instagram. And uh, any foodies out there, I've just set up a foodie account as well because a lot of people there uh, seem to be interested in my restaurant work. So uh, that's at Mangus Mangus Bites. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll be intrigued to see uh, 
intrigued to see what the Mad Dog's been eating this week. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been eating this week? No, nothing too exciting, really. Uh, my, because I obviously was in hospital last week, I've had to have a little bit less than normal. So, uh, But I, I was allowed to go out um, on Monday, took my brother out because he ran me to hospital and everything. So I treated him to lunch. Uh, he had a chicken burger, which was quite extravagant. And I had, um, we got some American cuisine, actually, barbecue at the uh, place Hickory Smokehouse, just by us on the world. And, uh, yeah, I just had some brisket. So, uh, yeah, keeping it keeping it barbecue this week. Nice. Very nice indeed. I'll have to look out for that and give that a follow, I think. I want to know what you're Oh, yeah, yeah. Check it out. All sorts on there. What you're up to indeed. Uh, but, no, fellas, it has been an absolute pleasure. Make sure you check out the lockdown sessions on YouTube. Give that a like and subscribe. Make sure you check out our WrestleMania 2022 pre-release packages. Only a few of those left. And, of course, this weekend, make sure you check out New Japan Pro Wrestling Power Struggle on New Japan World and also AEW Full Gear. And don't forget, there are two competitions currently. Oh, I think it's three actually running at the minute on our Twitter, Instagram. We've got the Chris Jericho bottle of little bit of the bubbly, bottle of champagne. Little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> We've got the AEW Full Gear code and also there's one for... Um, GCW's Nick Gage Invitational there as well. So get involved. Get involved with everything there. And um, just is raising his finger. That means he's got something to say. Well, I thought you'd go to me after these guys, but I, I understand that I'm, I'm not a guest. But I just want to I want to know how much does Alex McCarthy owe us for getting mentioned so many times on the podcast? Actually, we yeah, we... Alex is great. Well, we got to get him back on again when he's got some time to come in. So, um, but yeah, that's that's all I wanted to say. Wrestle Merch Central for your wrestling travel stuff. Wrestling Trader is who that contest is with for the bottle of bubbly, which unfortunately is only available in the UK. Am I right? UK, Ireland. UK Island, yeah, due to postage and all that sort postage of thing. and stuff like that. So I understand that's cool. So give them a shout and a follow. Um, I just want to reiterate um, style and profile. Rich Baker, who I did the um, interview with, uh, does some great, great graphic design. So if anybody's looking for anything uh, graphic design, T-shirt wise, gear design, please check out at Rich Baker Art on Twitter. You know, some fantastic things in the pipeline and plenty to look forward to ahead this weekend. We hope you take care. We're going to try and stay safe in the UK here, man, with all these fireworks going on outside. And yeah. I'll Happy bonfire night, everybody. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Sorry. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Take the SP3 got to go back to counting votes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you do it properly. Good yeah. luck. Take care, everybody.